broken and beaten, our heroes are scattered. Lost and alone, their hopes are all tattered. Their home has been conquered, but their fight is not done. They must mount a strong defense while still on the run. Their task will be hard, but still they must try. So sit back and observe. The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. On the eve of the polling ceremony, you wake up at what you can best judge as about midnight, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's late because the torches in the hallway have been extinguished. There's just a very, very low light it's coming from one end of the hallway. Yes. Uh, you snap awake and the voice in your head whispers to you that it's if you want to leave, it's time. If you want to stop this and join him and become one with him, he can get you out of there and make sure that you don't survive the day. Basically, if he's I want to kill he's myself, he's offering if you yeah if you want to die, he can get you out of there right now. He has my full attention. As as he's whispering this, you hear the noise of your cell opening mm-hmm. and point your attention at it, and you realize that. The guard that was standing in front of it, only what seemed moments before, when you first kind of snapped to awareness, is now laying on the ground. And there's a dark, wet puddle spreading out around him, and the door of your cell is slowly swinging inward, opening up to... Is it creaky? Yes. It's horrible Foley. (laughs) (laughs) And this voice in the back of your mind says, Now is the time. You shall be released. I rise from my bed and walk towards the door. As you cross the threshold, stepping over this, what appears to be dead guard, Mm. looking from left to right out in this hallway, you see that it dead ends down to your right, about 50 feet down, and there's five or six cells on either side of the wall, or either side of the corridor, leading down to that end, and you would know that this would normally have guards, like every three cells, This guard that's laying on the floor is the only one in sight. And he's dead. As you look over to the left, same thing, but there's only about two cells on your left before it ends in a staircase leading up. I walk towards the staircase. 
as you start to climb up the stairs, you notice that the door at the top of these stairs is wide open. I walk through. As you walk through, you come into a corridor that seems almost impossibly long. As you're walking to try and get to the other end of this corridor, the torches on either side of the corridor light up automatically. Mm -hmm. And you're able to kind of use that to mark how far you've come. But no matter how far you walk down this hallway, the door never seem at the other end never seems to come any closer. Um, can I do an intelligence check to see if this is an illusion spell? Yeah. 14. It doesn't seem to be any sort of magic that you can tell. Your best guess is that either you're dreaming or the the voice in your head is doing something to you. Because this whole time it's been whispering, but at a level that you can't make out what it's saying. And it almost sounds like it's talking in that other language. Um, I guess I'm going to pick up my pace to... Uh jog as you start to jog down this hallway you see the door at the very end swing wide open Mm. and what you can make out is that it opens onto an idyllic looking field Mm -hmm. in the middle of a valhalla kind of um uh, in the middle of a mountain range it almost looks like where salandrian is located but if there was no city Mm -hmm. and there's bright sunshine there's bird song coming through the door it's it's more than you've ever wanted and as you start sprinting then yeah as you're running uh the voice in the back of your head starts to laugh and says uh, you really thought you were going to leave this place didn't you fuck you and there's kind of a shuddering effect to your vision and suddenly you're laying in your bed the door is closed the guard is standing in front of the door, and you're looking at the ceiling, and this voice in the back of your head is just laughing. You're a prick. And he says, you, you'll never be free of this place, and you'll never die. The next night, they perform the pulling ritual, and as they do, it's not as painful as it has been. Mm-hmm. And you get the sense that this this demon that they're pulling out of you wants to be done with you wants to let go of you and yeah. wants a new body or wants to grow more whatever his next stage because is, it kind of no just idea. lets go of you yeah. yeah this moves you into the fifth month yeah. yeah attack this seems to be the easiest and hardest month so far for you you're kind of getting used to the normal routine of how everything goes the the process of dealing with these things in your brain and you're almost starting to forget what life was like before this Mm -hmm. except for that file cabinet of memories you're able to access when you're in your blackouts yeah i mean i'm still like trying my best to hold on to like my hatred towards swifty now yeah. Grown into a hatred which and, um i would say is one of the things that keeps you anchored to reality the most yeah is that that blinding need to have some sort of atonement or payback or closure yeah because everything else in your life has become so surreal that it's it's hard to keep a grip on reality anymore mm-hmm the forces that your body are racked with every day give you visions of a dark plane where unnameable shapes slither over each other and everything is just covered in this viscous fluid that's somehow air and space and time all at once. Something that 
is extremely hard for your brain to comprehend and even put words to. Yeah. It's been getting more and more pervasive over the last five months and just becoming more at the forefront of your thinking to the point where you'll be in mid-thought, going through your memories. You start to remember things happening in this place, things that happened in your life, but the setting is this other weird realm. So wait, like I'm remembering memories prior to being here, but then the setting of that memory is inside of the prison? No, inside of this weird flesh, tentacle, space and time mixture realm. Basically what you you would intuit is the, the realm where all of these beings and all of the weird creatures that you've encountered come from. Yeah, hunger, hate, our style shit. Yeah, exactly. Where it's it's pitch black, but you're still able to understand that there's shapes and things and everything is sticky and wet and loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the most overwhelming possible thing. Very uncomfortable. Your your memories and your you know, your visions of this start to blur to the point where you're in one of these blackout phases in the last week of the fifth month. And you are trapped within a memory of yourself as a three-year-old child being left on the doorstep of this orphanage. And this reoccurring, this recursive loop keeps happening. You're left on the doorstep, you're brought in, you're scared, you cry through the night, you wake up in the morning, you're left on the doorstep over and over. Do I know who left me on the doorstep? And well, n- not at the moment. You you you're stuck in this recursive loop, and you know you can kind of see it from the outside, but you're also experiencing it at the same time. But it also feels like it's in this weird. So your brain is being torn in like eight different directions, and you feel like you're almost stuck in this for an infinite amount of time. Yeah, like time kind of slips away from you, and on what you could only assume is your five billionth loop. At this point, something changes and you're not scared to go to sleep anymore. You're accepting where you're at. And when you wake up in the morning, it's a bright spring morning. You wake up cold, though, even though the sun is starting to warm you. And your first thought as a child is again. And suddenly a a face kind of blots out the brightness of the day in front of you and is over or is backlit and you hear a warm soothing voice or is it masculine or feminine feminine and it says oh you're awake um i was i was hoping to get you there before you could and you realize that you're being carried and the world's kind of rocking back and forth around you and as you're starting to to come to yourself more that weird dark flesh realm and i'm trying to to i'm trying as hard as i can to look at the face of the person carrying me i'm trying as hard as i focus all of my energy the way that she's carrying you kind of bundled up in her arms um you're you're kind of looking up at her and the sun is almost directly behind her head so she's just kind of backlit this whole time and i'm blinding myself more or less trying to look trying to look at her yeah and as you're you're walking, she says, you you feel something warm and wet hit your face. Um, and it kind of trickles down your cheek as she says, I'm 
I'm sorry, baby, that I have to do this. I, I just, I can't have you be in danger for your whole life. And I start wailing. As, as you start to cry, you feel this wetness trickle down to the side of your mouth and your own tears push it along and it's salty and scary. And you know that this immediately that this woman is your mother. Yeah. And there's this one moment, your, your brain kind of time skips this. And there's this one moment of being set down on the stoop of the orphanage and your mom kind of moves out of the sun for a moment and you're able to get this kind of three quarters view lit of her face. Almost half of it is in shadow and you see just a look of immense pain and fear on her face as she tells you that she loves you and that if you stayed with her, you would only ever be in danger. Yeah. And to make new friends and to live a happy life and suddenly she's just gone. And point of order, she's uh, elvish, right? I think my, my father was the human of the two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this this moment where she disappears and you you have this after image burned into your sight of her face, you come back to yourself out of one of these fugue states. And I'm crying my fucking head out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you come back to yourself from one of these from one of these fugue states, laying on the floor, crying, sobbing, and that whisper at the back of your mind is almost giggling in ecstasy, mm. and tries to push you under with another blackout, and you start to relive this memory again. You're able to consciously stop it and come back to yourself. Yeah. And you realize that this entity inside of you is scared of that. Yeah. Make me a wisdom save. That is a 20. You, in this moment, intuiting that this creature inside of you is scared, come to the realization that accessing your most primal emotional memories keeps it at bay mm -hmm. and gives you full control of yourself. About three days later, after warring back and forth with this entity inside of you, it almost jumps out of your body during the pulling session. And it almost causes you no pain whatsoever. The two of you want nothing to do. It's, it, it's, you get, there's a moment during these pulling sessions right before the connection is broken that you're both able to see within the deepest depths of each other. And up until this point, it's all been terrifying what you've yeah. seen of the, the creatures. And this one, when it breaks free of you, you see the fear that it has inside of it, that these memories of your mother scare it in some way. Hmm. At the beginning of the sixth month, the summoning ritual that they do to bring these entities into your body doesn't go the way that they all have yeah usually it's a pretty you know you kind of fight back against it they start casting and your body goes limp they put this thing into you and it grows for the month this time as they start casting you still have full use of your body okay 
and you're able to fight back, you know, against these bonds a bit. And you see that these priests get very nervous about this. You should be nervous. And they're able to finish the summoning spell, but you can immediately tell that this new presence does not have the hold over you that any of the other ones had. Okay. You're almost like two people inhabiting the same body, Mm -hmm. but through force of will, you're able to keep control of yourself. This ends up leading to the entity in you trying to make you black out. And while you do go into that black space, you still have complete control over yourself. So anything you're doing in that black space, your body does. Okay. And you're able to access your memories and go through this, you know, memory file cabinet. After about two weeks of this, about halfway through the month, you realize that these these files that were at the very end of this cabinet, these ones of your most early memories that were normally cut off to you, you're able to touch and pull out and start to recall. Hell yeah. The earliest memory that you have is of being swaddled in a blanket and looking up into the face of a beautiful, excruciatingly beautiful elven woman and a somewhat plain-looking human man. Your memory, yes. (laughs) Your memory of this, though, is 
clouded in a, a weird way that you can really only attribute to being a baby. Yeah. That y- you don't have real thoughts Cognitive formed around it. Yeah, it, it's more just kind of the feel of everything, the emotion of everything. Mm-hmm. And you, you feel loved, truly loved. And these are things that your, you know, your brain is always blocked out. Like most people don't remember when they were a, a baby, baby. Yeah. But viewing this, was you, I breastfed? Yes. Okay. Exclusively. Wow. There's no formula in Slandry. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a wet nurse? No. Oh, okay. It's all your mom. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you. You get this feeling of, you know, immense love and joy at you just existing from these people, from your mother and father. And as you start to to shuffle through these memories of early childhood up to when you were left. Oh, uh, was either of them like a singer or anything? Uh, your mom would almost constantly be singing to you. Okay. As you were as you were a baby, keeping you anytime you would start to fuss or cry, your mother would sing to you and it would immediately calm you down. And you could looking back at it now with the magical expertises that you have, you notice that a lot of the songs she would sing to you had low level protection spells weaved into them Mm -hmm. to kind of keep you from getting sick. You notice from the the time you were basically born until they left you, you never got sick. I'm glad that my parents weren't (laughs) (laughs) anti-vaxxers. You start to go through this small catalog of your early life and you notice that you have a lot of really good memories of your mother, but the memories of your father slowly start to sour. And within the three months leading up to, or six months leading up to you being left at the orphanage, you see a fear in your mother that you had never seen before. And she seems very scared of your father. And in fact, when you're looking back at these memories, every time you look at your father, you see that same shadowy, blood-tinged aura energy coming off of him that you see when they pull these entities out of you. And you make this connection. Does he have that, a bald head? Yes. Yeah. He's completely hairless. Son of a bitch. And you, exactly, you you come to the realization that your dad had something to do with the Church of the Open Eye. And it's about two months before you were left, and you have a rush of these memories coming back of being on some sort of ship at first, out in the ocean, and there being a horrible storm, and then landing in this country... And over the, about the course of a month coming into the, the like, city of Salandrian. I feel Salandrian. like a Final Fantasy IX reference with Dagger. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, and one of the things you remember your mother telling you in this period is that you're finally going to get to meet 
your family, your your grandparents, and you hear overhear her having conversations with other elves. I do a cute little giggle and uh, play with my spit bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're three, so. Oh. Well, yeah, I, I, I yeah. take none of that back. <laughs> um, but you you overhear a few conversations between your mother and these other elves, and you catch words like the Protectorate and um, the Andaleth Collective and King and Prince and things like that, but they're all kind of fragmented in your memories because a lot of this time was tinged with fear. You had never really seen the kind of fear that your mother was displaying in this period in your entire life leading up to that point. And then you flash on one lightning and blood soaked evening where you witnessed everyone around you except for your mother killed in almost an instant oh man and you felt an odd pulling sensation and you looked down and your body and your mother were turning to mist and then suddenly you were on the streets of Salandrian fucking garland running through the streets and you had a very fitful night of sleep and the next morning that you wake up your mother is leaving you at the door of an orphanage and the words that are and as she sets you down on the the threshold of this orphanage she says mom mom has to go now and while i can't guarantee that you'll be safe here i can guarantee that you'll be safer than if you're with me when they catch me i will make them believe that you died last night and hopefully that will be enough to keep you safe and she gives you a kiss on her on your head and turns to mist misty steps away and disappears oh, okay not like uh, no no it doesn't uh, just fade away to nothingness no uh, she just like misty steps away okay and you never saw either of your parents ever again oh man but as you're working through this going through all your memories after this moment of your mother disappearing your eyes snap open and looking out the window or god there is no window you as your eyes snap open you have an immediate sense that the pulling ceremony is near yeah because this this voice in your head is screaming like a lunatic and you realize that you've lost almost a week of time Oh, geez. And you were, you know, you were so engrossed in this, you know, tracing through your earliest life that this creature inside of you has gained more control than you probably would have liked. Yeah. Because at first, you know, it was like two people riding in the same body. And now. Yeah, I was, I was driving a bit. And you know that within the last few days before the pulling ceremony is when they always feed you the best. Oh yeah. And deep fried rat tail. <laughs> exactly. Uh, these meals start to come and you start to realize you know it's only a day or two away. On the eve 
of the pulling ceremony. That's the night before for everyone <laughs> listening. <laughs> uh, you you hear a commotion at the end of the hallway that sounds like the priests are there early, mm-hmm. but they're not here for your for any sort of ritual. They're warning the guards that something's coming, um, and they need to be ready, you know, to fight within an inch of their lives. And you... I start making a commotion in my cell. I start slamming things around, trying to fucking distract the guards or maybe try getting their attention towards me. They seem to ignore you. Uh, One of the priests comes up to the the bars in the door and uh, looks in for a moment and you see him casting runes around the opening. Oh, wait, no, I can help. I can help, guy. And as as you're saying that, and he's casting these runes, all of the sound coming from this uh, hallway are cut out. Oh, he put a silent spell on it. That motherfucker. And you kind of go up to the bars, you see them going down the hallway, and they're doing the same thing to everybody else, everybody yeah. else's cell. And as soon as they finish... All of the torches in the hallway extinguish, and it your room is plunged into pitch blackness. Damn it. I think I only have dim light vision. No sound comes through the door. Oh, I have dark vision. I don't give a fuck about that. You you can see dimly. Yeah. Out into the, the hallway. Um but you're but you that know, was you're, a very theatrical effect you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your uh your field of vision looking out. Yeah, it's on the grayscale. Yeah, you can well, it, well, you can only see so far down either side. Degrees. You can't, yeah. you can't see, you know, the end of the hallway on one side. You can't oh, see the stairs on the other yeah. side. Um, but as as you're kind of trying to watch and see what's happening, um, no sound comes through the door. But suddenly, brilliant, bl- bright flashes start to fly down the corridor, and um, you know, backing up from the door a bit, you see a brilliant burning fireball flying down the corridor, and y- you don't hear, but you feel the shockwave of it kind of through your body yeah. as it rocks the walls, everything shakes a little doesn't bit. doesn't really hurt compared to everything else I've been through. And suddenly there's a bright light shining in from that end of the hallway. Almost looks like daylight coming in. And the door to your cell is blown inward. As the doors blow blow inward, a chunk of the wall breaks off and kind of hits hits you in the face and breaks the mask that they have over your mouth and opens it up and you feel an opening to where you can cast some sort of magic. All right, and I cast... Uh... I cast sending, and I try to uh, communicate with my mom, and uh, I just uh, say, I love you, mom. Almost underneath that black whispering in the back of your mind, you hear a voice respond, I love you too, son. And the connection's immediately cut. (laughs) As the doors blow, blow inward and disintegrates, as it explodes, pushing you back against one wall, mm-hmm. and you land kind of 
on, on the bed, on your bed, ass on the bed. Yeah. And a figure walks into view, backlit by this bright light, and it's a shape that is oddly familiar to you. And you realize as they step into the room and ignite a fairy fire spell in their hand, that it's Boris. And he says, Whoa. Uh, Barry, uh, this place is a shithole. Should we leave? 